1: A minute earlier for Laura Rutledge, I just want to tell you that Laura Rutledge more than anybody else who has covered uh, college football over the years, even when Jalen Hurts was having his struggles at Alabama and lost his job to Tua Tagelua. <laughs> I can't do it's that close enough, Joe. So I can't. Tua Tua of Vailoa. I can't. I'll I have never learned,
2: Ange. I do not. I used to phonetically spell it. Yeah. And I stumbled over four different times in an update. But I do know it off the top of my head. So Tega, I just don't put Tega it. Tega
1: Vialoa. Tunga
2: Vialoa. Tunga. Right,
1: wow. Tunga. Anyway, she knew even that. She was telling us that when the Eagles drafted her, we put her out. And we said, uh, Jalen Hurts, you've covered him for a long time through all his uh, travails in college football and all. Is he going to be any good in the NFL? And she said, you got no idea. He's gonna be very good. Yeah. And she explained why, and she knew his temperament. She knew his package of talent. She knew everything that was involved in it, and she saw it from a mile away. Now what I enjoy is biplay. All right, Jonesy? Yeah. So she works with Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Of ESPN. Yes, she does. Dan Orlovsky fashions himself as an extremely expert guy yeah. at quarterback. Really he is very wrong. Good. He, was wrong he was wrong about that. Yeah, he was. Chris Sims was wrong. Very There was wrong. only one that was right. <laughs> the preeminent authority on Jalen Hurts. Ria, please, tell me more about Laura Rutledge.
2: Laura hosts NFL Live Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes, and Ryan Clark. She'll be in Atlanta this weekend covering the SEC Championship for the SEC Network pregame beginning one p m and post game.
1: Laura Rutledge, we are in awe of you here in Philadelphia.
3: <laughs> you guys are hilarious uh, listen so i really i'm not I really try not to gloat you know there, there's the whole thing about hey when you 're right, you know say nothing when you 're wrong, say nothing the whole I think I said the phrase wrong, but whatever it is, so i'm really trying not to do this, but I will say as someone who uh, has known Jalen Hurts for all these years and sort of watched him navigate all these situations where everybody doubted him. I am merely just happy for him that he's having the success that he's having. And let me also say this, guys, this has turned me into an Eagles fan. Like, oh. I am a full-on Eagles fan and I, I realized this the other day. I was watching the Packers game, and, you know, I try to be this unbiased NFL person, and, and I'm like, you know, okay, I, I need to not root for anybody and all that. I realize I'm over there cheering and and groaning <laughs> – no matter what the Eagles are doing, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an Eagles fan. So uh, I think that partially has to do with you guys, too. So thank you for making me into an Eagles fan. I appreciate well, that.
1: You have not let us wrong about this young man, Laura. And I just, <laughs> uh, if you could, I want to try to learn a little more about how we evolved. When you first started covering him at Alabama, what was he like? Do you remember his early
3: days? Yeah, of course. It, it, he really hasn't changed. I mean, honestly, the, the player and the man that you see now, he – He was always very mature. He was always a little bit demure. Uh, One of the things that we joked about even his freshman year, because, you know, remember, he did remarkable things his freshman year. He was in big-time games, a national championship game, and uh, really had run the football in for a touchdown. We thought they had won the game against Clemson. And so you go all the way back to that game, and, I mean, I I remember – Sort of running across different sidelines because we were trying to figure out who was going to win the game, and I had to run onto the field afterward and interview whoever had won. Clemson ended up winning that game, but you know, just thinking back to the poise that he showed then, we, we should have known, I think, even more than we did, how special he would be. And, and really, I think that's what it all goes back to, you know, being a coach's son, but also he deserves a, a ton of credit himself for that mindset. Now, I believe that's what, I mean, certainly there were things that needed to develop from the football standpoint. We've seen a lot of that come to fruition. I think it's only the beginning. I I, I believe he will become an even better passer and and continue to to be a guy that can take care of the football so well and also run it, which is such an X factor in his game. But it, it really has always been the foundation of that calm mindset that I think has propelled him forward.
1: I'm I'm real curious Laura one of the things we've noticed and it's not a criticism of Jalen is that he's kept his distance from the media he's even referred to us at times as rat poison (laughs) we don't mind because he's an awesome player but was it ever were you ever able to get closer to him to learn a little more about what he's really like.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's always kind of had that wall up. And that that's something, by the way, that Nick Saban sort of teaches his players to ah, do. So okay. even when Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma, it was funny because I covered him there, too, and, and covering him in the college football playoffs that year, talking to Lincoln Riley, who was the head coach at Oklahoma at the time, he said, it's so funny. We, usually with transfers or players who we haven't had a lot of time with, we have to really work with them with the media. He said, I don't have to worry about this guy saying anything. You know, and that and that's who he's always been. Um, you know, it was funny because we would even laugh if, if there were a few times that a, a couple of us interviewed him and we cra- we got him to crack a smile. You know, we got him to like sort of get off of the normal, serious Jalen, competitive Jalen world and, and everyone would be like, Oh, that's a big accomplishment. So I don't know that it's a, distance from the media in that he doesn't appreciate the media. And I'm not just defending him there. I I do believe he appreciates the media. I think he understands it. In fact, it's interesting. He has a whole campaign that supports women in sports media. So um, actually sent out some pretty cool sweatshirts and um, some nice support to all of us that are women in sports media, which I thought was really special. You don't often see people do that, but he, he is. I mean, he's very protective of everything. And I think he's one that expect greatness out of himself so he really doesn't ex- think that he needs to talk about it or even talk about the failures too. I mean he internalizes that stuff so seriously and always has. Uh,
1: it, it, Laura, he's obviously had to face adversity. He lost his job at Alabama. Was he bitter then? what was he was there a side of him we haven't seen of where he, he went negative before he ended up going to Oklahoma? What was he like in that sequence?
3: Yeah, so he was the ultimate professional, but there was some bitterness behind the scenes, and I think it's only to be expected when you go through something like that. Um, I remember, you know, just all of us being so incredibly impressed by him, and the, the key moment in all of that was that he had to come into the SEC championship game and win the game for Alabama to make the college football playoff. So this is after he's been you know, scorned in a way and lost his job and everyone was calling for Tua anyway. I mean, it was a very brutal time for a young man to have to go through, you know, at that level, right? And and he's somebody who had set records as a freshman and had been, you know, such a talented player. Um, So I I think, you know, yes, there was some bitterness, but what he did during that time was worked on getting better and, and worked on making sure he was healthy. And he wasn't fully healthy. That was another piece of it that probably wasn't publicized as much as it should have been so he was working on getting healthy but working on his game and then sure enough right when they needed him and he actually threw the ball pretty well in that game which that was the knock against him you know he came in and threw the ball well and won the game in that SEC championship and then cleared the way once again for Tua to come back you know it was just like it was it was the most unselfish but yet for a guy who is so incredibly competitive and and knows, I think, has always known that he'd be capable of playing at such a high level, I can't even imagine the teeth gritting that was going on. And and we saw a little bit of it. You know, those of us who were really close to the program sort of saw some little signs of things. But I mean, he he never showed it publicly in any way, and was so incredibly supportive of Tua and the rest of the team, which. That to me, and, and by the way, that was one of the reasons why Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma said, We got to go get this guy. You know, we got to get this guy an opportunity, not only just the skill set, but just what he displayed as a young man and, and as a leader during that time.
1: All right, Lauren, now, uh, irony of ironies uh, at the top of the heap of NFL quarterbacks, there is a new debate. <laughs> who's better, Tua or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I, mean, I know. I mean, uh, isn't it weird the way that worked out? Yes. Who do you who do you got in that race, Laura? They're both well, amazing talents. I'm just wondering who you think is going to end up being the more successful quarterback.
3: Yeah, I mean, my goodness, like who saw that coming, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and even though, I mean, I, I've been somebody who's who's actually been high on both of those quarterbacks, even when things haven't gone well for them. I am honestly really impressed by what they're doing. I mean, what an amazing gift for Tua to get Mike McDaniel in there, who's such a wonderful supporter of him and has put him in position to really, really show off his skill set. I would still pick Jalen in a slight edge, and it's mainly because of some of these intangibles that we've talked about. It's not that Tua doesn't have those. Tua's just a different player. He's a more laissez-faire guy, which uh, actually – is fine and I think can work really well, but there's this competitive edge that Jalen Hurts has that you don't often find. And so for that reason, also certainly different skill sets. I think Jalen Hurts' skill set, being able to run the football as well as he can. and, And listen, as I said, I think he will continue to become an even better passer than he's already become this year, but he, that's such an X factor in today's NFL. You know, there was a time where that wasn't right. And, we're still trying to convince some of these people who um, don't keep up with the times here that <laughs> running quarterbacks, dual-threat quarterbacks are the way that we're going to go here, right? That's going to continue to be the players that are drafted high just because the way the game has changed and will continue to grow. So from that standpoint, I would I would give Jalen a slight edge. But, man, Tua has shown yep. the world, I think, what he's capable of and, and will continue to grow there in Miami, too. So. It's going to be really fun to watch these guys down the stretch because both, I believe, will be big-time factors in the postseason NFL.
1: Laura, I just got one other thing to ask you because you have covered some great, great athletes, great players. But I get the sense there's a rooting interest, you kind of indicated that, toward Jalen. What is it about him that you connected with more than all these other great players you followed over the years?
3: Yeah, you know, I think for me, uh, just being somebody that really does appreciate people who are good people, Um, you know, that's what Jalen Hurts was always, always has been very kind, very respectful to me, and, and my respect for him, you know, has just grown and grown over the years, watching somebody who has had to legitimately fight through adversity that almost makes your stomach turn a little bit, right? It's not like adversity that people go through that are that is really horrible but in the sports world where these guys are under such a microscope and they're so criticized and and people forget that they're you know like 18 to 22 year olds at that time and people treat them like oh you know the worst thing in the world and social media and all that i mean i just feel for these guys going through that and and to watch somebody do it so well and to handle all of it so well and then to continue to be doubted even at the next level right and then you know, proving everybody wrong. I mean, it's just hard not to root for him. And it's funny, there there was an interview that I did with Jalen Hurts one time, and I want to say it was when he had already gotten to Oklahoma, but he made a comment, you know, something about like this 30 for 30 is going to be great. And I I remember thinking like, yeah, it is Jalen, it'd be great at the college level, but now there's a whole other chapter to this story that, uh, or multiple chapters, right? And I think that's pretty amazing to look at somebody's career and Um, see how they're doing and it's only just beginning so uh, yeah that that causes me certainly to root for a guy but I I really do root for a lot of these players a lot of people said oh you know you're coming from the college game to cover the NFL you're not going to know anything I'm like all right try me because (laughs) I've covered these guys for years and it is so fun to watch them succeed at the NFL level um, just having known their backgrounds and and really how they got to this point.
1: Laura, I want you to know this and use it when they say the next time they say that. The next time they say you don't really know what's going on in the NFL, you tell them in Philadelphia, you are the preeminent expert at the quarterback position in the NFL, and you proved it with Jalen Hurts. You are the expert.
3: I'm going to add it to my Twitter bio. There what do you yes. think? And you
1: tell these yeah. other guys that they were wrong and you were right. And don't be afraid to remind them of that, Laura, because you buried them oh. on this. You were phenomenal. Oh, we, you have been the most illuminating guest we have ever had on our quarterback. We love him, and we love you. You're awesome.
3: Oh Well, thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate it and can't wait to watch these Eagles, okay? Let's <laughs> Big matchup against the Titans this week. We've got to get it done.
1: Love it. Laura, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Laura Rutledge for ESPN. And she, Jonesy, I, I guess I'm not as good a person as her. If I was that right and yeah. everybody else was that wrong, <laughs> yeah. I would remind them every day of my yeah. life. Well,
4: the tough part is you got to get the next one right, yeah. the next one after that. But it's I mean, not like he Enjoy enjoyed, it quietly and hope that you get I mean, more
1: right. You know this better than anybody. Yeah. Because you used to have this thing where – Media people would come to you, and you would mold them. Yeah, piece of clay. And you know how you would do it? You would ingratiate yourself to them. You would win them over with your personality. Yeah, you'd right? answer their questions. And then what would happen in the end is that, that they would like you more and be kind to you. Yeah. He doesn't go out of his way to ingratiate himself with the media. No. She just liked them because he was a professional. And he yeah. handled himself yeah. professionally. But he does it and with she class. Though. That. He, he he's hit, classy. He handles himself. He's with not class. like these phonies, like Wentz, that loser. I mean, he's not like <laughs> yeah. McNabb, who's always looking for the next person to get blamed. Number for five, something. we're always all losers. You understand? The Jalen Hurts uh, era is different. It's better. Yeah.
2: You don't have to pump him up by and, taking down the others. And you're
1: taking the Titans. All right. Yeah. And that's that's. Thanks a for the issue. reminder, Jonesy. It's Steve. a separate oh. issue. Let's go to Alan and Belmar. Hi, Alan. Good morning, Orange. Hey Alan. What are you what are you doing at ten tomorrow morning, Out.
5: I'll be watching the the cup and I'll tell you why. Uh, first of all, can I mention something to Jonesy? Yes.
4: Absolutely. Yes you can.
5: I was all I I was the old guy he talked about with Chuck from Cherry Hill and Chad a few weeks back where Chuck said my mind was still good at 84, and Jonesy said, well, when you're that age, a lot of things don't work. And I did call back and said I resemble that remark.
4: So anyhow,
5: I was with with Barry Hanahan on Sunday, and I told him that story. Next thing you know, he texted Jonesy, and Jonesy was nice enough to text back. So thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. You're
4: welcome. Barry's a good
1: man. All right, Alan, what about the World Cup? What's this about here? I I don't like soccer.
5: Well, here's my, pr- here's my dilemma last, in the last couple of weeks. My father was born in South Philly and brought up in Wales. My birth certificate says Old Trapper Road, which is where Man United plays, and I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. So I wound up pretty good with that, with, uh, you know, i still a USA guy and all that stuff, but I really think that uh, the USA, I was going to mention that Polisec too, but, uh, I really think the USA being the youngest team and being the underdog the first three rounds and getting to the final 16 would be a, a candidate today for your uh, It's very exciting. Good choice.
1: I do you understand soccer? Like when you see a game, do you know what actually is happening? Because yeah,
5: I don't I think, think anything's I, happening. I, I know like 90% of it. I know one Good. thing. Those yep. guys are in dead shape. There's no
1: fat yep. soccer
5: players. Those guys are running <laughs> their football.
1: That's, be- that's very true. Alan, do you have a winner or a Weasel for me today?
5: Yeah, I was, just, I, I was going to mention Polisec, but I was going to say that the entire USA team to, to advance to the final wow. 16.
1: Rhea, that, the USA side Very good, team. but it's not my winner. Not the winner. Rhea, any clues at all? No. All right. <laughs> she snaps. 215 592 9494. Ava's back with the hot seat. Jay Black is checking in with us. Lots to do. Don't go anywhere. WIP Sports Time 917.
2: Brought to you by Meridian Banker, 10-1 and 1 Eagles, playing host to the 7-4 Tennessee Titans this Sunday at the link, 1 p.m. Former Eagles defense quarter Jim Schwartz is a senior defensive assistant for Tennessee Titans defense, by the way, ranked 31st in passing yards allowed per game. Rookie Jordan Davis was back at practice. He needs to be activated by 4 p.m. Sunday to play. Inquirer reporting Davis says he lost 20 pounds while working on his conditioning while out those four games with a high ankle sprain. Meridian Banker's regional presence and community touch pair perfectly with business and entrepreneurial success. Find out why Meridian could be the right fit for your business at meridianbanker.com. NBC10 first alert forecast, mostly sunny, a high of 46. It is currently 35. To stream 94WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94WIP.
1: It's a football Friday here at Borgata 9.24 is the time. But before I go to the hot seat, we have a gentleman here who is performing here tonight, but you can't pay to see him. It's a private party, Joe. Nice. And nice. he is the legendary. Ava knows him well. A big friend of her dad's. Uh, Eddie Bruce is with us. Hi, Eddie. Good
6: morning. Good morning. Nice right. to
1: see you at the Borgata. So this private gig thing, right, yeah, Eddie? Yeah. Is that good money? It's excellent. It's, it's wonderful, mind. yes. High we love it.
6: companies that like to celebrate their employees by hiring huge bands and
1: uh, throwing big parties, because that's great for us. All but. right, and you, uh, do you have a different set you play in this kind of thing than you would... And a uh, when you're out at a like bar, like if, you do, wedding, if yeah. you do a
6: wedding, if you do a wedding,
1: which is what we do often, yeah. you know, you
6: you have a different kind of timeline, right? You have things to do, bridal right. dances, parents dances. Here, they want to come in, they want to talk to their employees, have a little program, they want to eat, and then pretty much after dinner, they're mine. And, and then, then for a couple hours, the they
1: just dance like crazy. Right. That's, the ho- that's the hope. I've <laughs> always wanted to ask a, a talented band leader like yourself this question because I'm a terrible dancer. Rhea could tell you, I got $10,000 yep. in dance lesson. I thought I was great. I saw a video. I've never danced it. You didn't actually <laughs> spend that money. On no, he did. I he did $10,000 out to Mari. They told me the whole, how to. I learned how to do like five or was six Was this dancing. for an
6: event or just in life? It was life. for my son's wedding. Oh, how'd that and go? I,
1: I bombed. Oh, no. It was no. bad, but I didn't know it till I saw the video. We enjoyed it. So here's what I wanted <laughs> to know. So you're up there singing, Eddie, and somebody comes out of the dance floor who is horrible. I mean, uh, uh, what's her name? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Right, right. I, 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 Elaine Benes. Elaine Benes. So what do you do if they're brutally awful?
6: Thoroughly enjoy the show. You do? It is so entertaining for us when people, if people are making a spectacle of themselves, come on, we're they're dancing. They're, not, they're really not looking at us. We're looking at them. And listen, I love a full dance, so I don't care if they're good or bad, but when, when you get that... Unique dancing style that's entertaining. Yeah, it's fun for us. But you We're don't rat reckon- jabbing each you other. You don't to- say it though. It's all kept
1: N- private. But no, we don't go on the mic and it.
6: say, "Look at that moron." No, we don't. <laughs> it does not hey, help for future hey, bookings. Eddie, by how- the bu- yeah, I no, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Eddie, Never mind. how? Uh, oh yeah, no! But- I knew what I was going to say. Every time a bride and groom choreograph their first dance, and I know they spent money on oh, dance lessons for okay. that dance, yeah, invariably the same thing occurs. The bride is, is graceful, and she's doing yeah. her moves, and the groom is sweating. Yes. He's looking at his feet, That's and he's true. counting under his breath, and he's missing the moment. I always tell them, don't bother. Just dance. Just be in the moment, because usually it's paralyzing with fear, mo- mostly All to right. the groom. Number one first dance song request. Oh boy, we get so many of them. There's uh, not one. There's, you know, everybody's got their own thing going on. You know, we get a lot of. Um, can't take my eyes off of you. Vintage oh. Jersey Boys, you Four can, Seasons. You can knock that out uh, of the yeah, park. Horns, a lot of horns. Oh, Those that's... are the people that want the vintage stuff. If they're if they're uh, looking for something newer, they still go with John Legend. All of me. It's a great song. You know what was your wedding song?
1: Unchained Melody.
6: Oh, my love, my darling. Mm-hmm. I have hunger.
1: Oh, don't dance. What do no, you mean? I was doing.
6: swaying. You look great. <laughs> I was no, swaying. No, you were, you were swaying.
1: All right, hold swaying. on. What about people like Keith Jones? You are a performer. You're a musician. Yeah. This man hates music. <laughs> is that bad for your I business. think it's genetic. It's I genetic? Just think
4: that I think
6: you just, yeah, you know,
4: it's dad just. wasn't. Much, well, yeah, I, I think part of the reason is my dad would sing yeah. all these terrible songs in the car. Oh, no, that's not car. Good.
6: And it just drove me. So insane. you didn't have good music on in the yeah, house. Yeah, it was bad. bad. See, if you listen to music growing up, if it's on in your house, you're exposed to it early. Like my kids heard every kind of music growing up. Before they found rap and hip hop and all the stuff they love, they were listening to Mel Torme and they were they were scatting. I mean, they were into that because I exposed right. them to it.
1: You know? I, I got one more for you, Eddie, and I just I know you. You're a very smart guy. So you You've done hundreds of weddings, right? Thousands, thousands of weddings. Yes. All right. Thousands. We had a guy call earlier who required his wife to incorporate into her wedding gown an eagle shirt because she was a cowboy fan, some other fan, right? Do you ever know the wedding's not going to work out? Can you can tell <laughs> when you're there? Do you already sense a dynamic that trouble is ahead? Absolutely.
6: You do! From I can tell at the meeting, ah. At ah. the pre-meetings, you know, we have. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the tension in the room, whether it's the parents, or it's between the two of them, or at one wedding, maybe the biggest I've ever played, these people took the Academy of Music, and I get this, took all the seats out, had them removed in the lower level, built the stage to the back of the loge as their ballroom. Oh. It's a million-dollar wedding. Yeah. Brought the chandelier down. They had the chandelier. 400 people on the stage of the Academy, and they built. It. they had to build this with Union Labor, right? Yeah. And I'm watching the bride and groom pre-wedding, walking through with the photographer. And the groom is just, nobody's talking to the groom. And the bride is just looking for her light. Is my makeup her? And I said, no. And a year later. One year? It, one year. Is for over. the
1: million dollars? Yeah.
6: I mean, it really, it uh, really.
1: You could I've, be, seen, you
6: could. I've seen some interesting uh, dynamics.
1: Eddie, you're a human hero. I hope you know that. <laughs> oh, yes. He's a great entertainer, Eddie Bruce. <laughs> if people would like to contact you, Eddie, how can you do it? EddieBruce.com. Eddie Got a nice com. thing coming up at uh,
6: Chris's Jazz Cafe on uh, December 21st. Doing a little, just a little quiet jazz gig for the holidays, so maybe people will come to that. But everything's at eddiebruce.com, and thank you thank for you always Eddie. being so generous. Eddie, you're
1: phenomenal, and you're fun to talk to. You have a lot of I stories. I love talking to you, uh, Eddie Bruce. Ladies and gentlemen, right, kids, Ava Bryan.
7: Yeah. Ava, who's on the hot seat today? Well, Angelo, I decided to have a little fun with this one because I think it actually might be time for you to retire today. Angelo, you're on the hot seat. Brought to you by Xfinity, the fastest internet in Philadelphia and the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Lounge. I see. You're picking the Titans?
1: I don't think the Eagles are going to beat the Titans on Sunday. I don't think they're going to win that game.
7: Oh! Thanks for the support, Ang. Or should I just call you Doc Rivers? You don't
1: have a great mental mindset tonight. It's going to be a tough game.
7: You keep hating on the World Cup, and I think you just need to loosen your depends a little bit. Because people are really enjoying it.
1: I was going to watch the next round of the U.S. and the World Cup. Yeah. But only if it fits. My typical nap schedule.
7: Um, I just can't with that comment. Oh, what a loser! And lastly, Mr. Grinch, not knowing your favorite Christmas movie or song is just silly.
1: Silent night. What
7: about Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Stevie Wonders, What Christmas Means to Me, The Pogues, Fairytale in New York, Darlene Love.
0: You sit on a throne of lies.
7: Okay, I can kind of hear how I'm beginning to sound like a loser. Shame on you for picking the Titans to win. Your World Cup takes and being a bad elf. Let's see. Ava, that
1: was rude and uncalled for. <laughs> That's an attack. Uh, Jonesy, that uh, an attack. what is my first role? To be a rah-rah cheerleader type. It is not. Or to provide the knowledge I have acquired over more than three decades on this radio program.
4: It's to provide the knowledge that you
1: somehow have acquired. And here's the problem I put myself in. Now Monday, if the Titans do win the game, I'm not going to crow. I'm Uh, going to be as unhappy as anyone. You should gloat a little bit. Well, what I will end up doing is deep down thinking to myself "Wow, I'm highly knowledgeable. Well, it gives you the
4: right to really
1: criticize the team if they fail in the ways that you're seeing and i will i'm gonna you want to preview a monday i know it i know what it is that damn gannon he did it again yeah he had the warning he had the blueprint the bengals showed you how to stop derrick henry and derrick henry got a hundred plus yards yeah that's what the story's gonna be that's i could are you are you here monday yes i am well you already know what's gonna happen i know what's happening and then and then everybody's gonna nobody's gonna remember that i was right no. And I'm not going to remind them because they're in a sensitive mood at or, that or point. Or
4: you're going to get blasted all morning because well, the Eagles perform well. That they would stop the run. Jalen Hurts has a great game for A.J. Brown, and the Eagles walk all over Tennessee. Yeah.
1: That would make me happy, yeah. and then I would be happy to be abused. There wouldn't be the first time. a better chance of that happening. than what you. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. Martin's oh. up next. Hi, Martin. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening, Martin?
8: Hey, um. I actually kind of want to reiterate a little bit on your choice on the, on the uh, Titans here. Yeah. Um, I can understand why. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles, of course, diehard. I listen to you guys every morning.
9: Very much.
8: Um, at the same time, I mean, we were saying the same thing. The Eagles should be taking you know, every single team up, to, up till now, but we said the same thing against the Commanders. And look what happened during that game.
1: So I, can understand I know, teams. but they won the other ten, Martin. That, it, uh, you're bound oh, to be. If you say it every week, you're going to eventually be right. Nobody's going to win every game. But Martin, this is this is a test they haven't had this year. This is Derrick Henry. You've seen him run. He's what? he's a he's hard to bring oh, down. He's,
8: he's a monster.
1: Yeah. I'm, not, I'm
8: not disagreeing with you there. And and yep. like you mentioned before, it's going to come down to the tackling and the uh the package that uh, Gannon brings to the defense.
1: Yeah, and, and and don't forget that Schwartz is on the other side, and he knows the tendencies, and he's going to help them to defend against Hurts. This is right. a test. I said it before. I am not changing my theme. This is oh, Gannon okay. versus Schwartz. This, this is, is your former coordinator. It is your old coordinator versus your new one, and 66% said they like Schwartz better than Gannon.
2: Schwartz, great. Right. Right? And- Schwartz is not but the I'm,
1: defensive coordinator there. Right. I wish he was. He's got a lot of input. He and
2: his sticks defense.
1: They will listen to him. Mike Vrabel's no dummy. All right, Martin, without further ado, winner or wheeze well, um, i am always been a Dawkins fan,
8: so I'm always going to stay by him and his attitude, his Let's leadership.
1: Grab, Brian Dawkins, Aria. No. Uh, not going to win. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me grab uh, Sean up here real quick. Hi, Sean. Hey, Ange. Good morning. How are you, Sean? Would you please steal the winner of Weasel today? Nobody's really doing that well with it. Yeah, I'll try. I'll give it my best
9: shot. First, I wanted to comment on Doc Rivers. You guys yep. got really got me fired up about that. This is this scheduled loss crap is is insane. Uh, it, 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 the the NBA should be called the NHA, the No Heart Association, yep. uh, because of the because of the way these guys these guys don't. They, there's no heart. They want their big contracts, they want their money, and then they want to go hang out on social media. It's it's just a crime. It's, it's, it's why I don't follow basketball at all.
1: Yeah, I, I got to say, uh, the the league should be calling Doc Rivers and telling him to shut up about that because they they hold 82 games a year, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's a great idea what a coach says. There are certain games we're scheduled well, to yeah, lose. Yeah, he's blaming the league for it's the way terrible. that they set up the schedule. It's terrible. Sean, winner or weasel?
9: I'll go Weasel. This guy has refused. This coach has refused to make changes that he needs to make, and it's uh, it's, it's caused us embarrassment on our special teams, and that's uh,
1: Michael oh, Clay. I like that one. Michael Clay. three huge runbacks last week, and then finally the coach mentioned him by name. Does he have to beat? He's got to beat uh, my guy, who is Doc Ri- Oh, Doc Rivers. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> what do you got, Jones? Yeah, it's not, uh, not going to not, do it. Not going to do it. Is anyone going to beat Doc Probably Rivers? Probably not. Rhea, make sure we have the prizes, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 215. Right. Rhea does all the work. She's People amazing. say to me all the time, you're always saying how great Rhea is. Why? I said, because Rhea does everything. <laughs> we just fake it until Rhea does it. <laughs> Correct. 215-592-9494. If we come back. This is a weird story. It's about, well, it's about a lot of people. Uh, what happens when a TV show, the two co-hosts, have an affair? Are you more or less likely to watch that show? I answered that question myself yesterday. Alan Hartsey? Yeah, No, not it. WIP Sports Time is 9.36. Let me tell you about my friend Steven Singer. This is the time of the year when he becomes your go-to guy. You have to get a great gift this Christmas season. You know that, and I know it. And normally that's going to lead you to a jewelry store. When you go to a jewelry store, what do you want? Well, you want quality stuff, you want a fair price, and you want to get rid of a lot of the rigmarole. Well, that's what Steven Sigger has put together for you. It couldn't be better than trying to buy something at a jewelry store. Go to Steven Sigger, right? It's the other corner of Eight the Walnut. You can check out his inventory at IHateStevensSigger.com. Here's what it's about. You find a piece of jewelry, you look at the price. At a regular jewelry store, that's only the beginning of a negotiation. At Steven Singer, that's the price. How much easier is that? He's not going to mark something up so he can mark it back down. You're going to get quality merchandise, and you're going to get the best guarantee in the business. A full 100-day, 100%, no-hassle, money-back guarantee. If something happens, you end up, you're not that's not what you want to keep, you got 100 days to bring it back, and nobody's asking you a single question. Isn't that the right way to shop? Isn't that the right way to treat customers? That's Steven Singer. Other corner of the Walnut, check out his inventory at IHateStevenSinger.com.
3: Welcome
2: back to the WIP Morning Show. This is what happens Where when is you're he? retiring oh, in the bathroom, not back in time for the show. Slow
4: movements. Coming. What is
2: going on here? Here
4: he comes. I'm
2: sorry. We have yeah. a show to
4: do. Time for the Depends. I,
1: mi- I mistimed my bathroom break.
4: Yes, you did. I, you know what it was?
1: I, Eddie Bruce brought pastry here, and I, I got so involved in the pastry, yeah. I, I waited too long to go. did you think? <laughs> did it, it have cream know, in it or something? This is why not one I think might have cream in it. You tell it. <laughs> let me know how that is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's our TV segment, and then we're going to do a final blitz. So if you're out there, we're going to give you everybody a shot to win these prizes today. Rhea will be telling us what you yeah. win very shortly. But on the line with us, from a cruise ship, now we did not do our own podcast this week because he's on the ship, but he wanted to come on to illuminate a couple of things that are going on in sports TV. How you doing, Jay? hello, Jay, are you- hello
8: welcome from the Caribbean. All
1: right, so you're on a cruise ship where you perform...
8: Yes, I am not having fun. I'm performing for the world's oldest group of people, and
1: I'm having a blast. All right, and if you bomb, do they throw you over the side of the ship?
8: <laughs> There's a cannon. They shoot me into <laughs> South America, where I have to stay forever. All
1: right, I got a couple of quick things to run by you, Jay. Number one is yeah. the big news here this week was flexic. all right? The Eagles yes. game against the Giants was not flexed, and Oh, most people thought it was the most appealing game to move into prime time. So we're trying to find out yes. what the process is. could you explain to us how they decide what game gets moved to prime time 100% yes so it starts with the networks that NBC is able to make a request
8: that goes to the NFL the NFL informs Fox and CBS about this Now Fox and uh, CBS and Fox can uh, protect games. Through the first four weeks of the season, but after that, it's pretty much an open door. That said, Fox and CBS can protest to the NFL if they think a game is being flexed unfairly, especially if the game that they're getting is garbage. So, uh, in this particular instance, the, the, uh, weeks, the, the last week of the season on the Sunday night football is not scheduled. And yeah. Fox's argument to the NF, Fox's argument to the NFL was, uh, hey, we know you're probably going to have Eagles-Giants on that last one. Oh. So don't take this one from us. And the NFL, uh, and, and by the way, it was such a late decision, most insiders think that this was an argument that went well into the night and got very rambunctious
1: between Angela everybody. kept reaching but to oh. and saying,
2: when, it, when are they it making this decision? Yeah. It was after nine.
1: It was after, Jay, that's yeah. the real reason, because the argument was, they're going to play again, and you can do that game as the final game of the year. That's great. Oh, what great information. And and most likely it will be the last game of the year. All right, Jay, one last one. I just got to know more about this, all right? And I'm bad with this stuff, and I'm not going to hide it. Yesterday, for the first time in my life, I watched a show called GMA3, Good Morning America 3. (laughs) It's not even in the morning. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I only watched it for one reason. I had read in the New York Post that two of the hosts, both very good-looking people, yeah. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes had left their spouses and were having an intense affair. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. When a scandal like that breaks, what effect does it have on the TV ratings?
8: So it, it does spike the ratings. People do get interested, they tune in. But ultimately, on a show like GMA3, which by the way, isn't it great, it's called Good Morning America? Starts at 1 and make the afternoon. Yeah, it's Fantastic. Stupid. Great work, it's ABC. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there are emergency meetings going on in ABC right now because mm. these kind of shows are built on geniality and likability. So the, the, the spiked audience, people like you tune in for a couple of days, but the regular audience will actually wane if something like this happens. So I would expect a shake up or mm. at least some kind of statement saying, hey, we're separated. It's okay. Some kind of damage control. ABC doesn't like this kind of controversy on a show like
1: this. Jay, I got a twist to this. Keith Jones has seen the show before and knew something was going yeah, on. Yeah, the chemistry Explain was the this. chemistry was just so good
4: between the two the two people that when you told me I, w- I was not shocked that they <laughs> were
1: They were touching? Yeah, they, they no, were. They, there was there was, t- they you were could touching. tell that
4: there was a connection beyond just And here's
1: another host. thing for you guys out there. They trained together for a half marathon. All right? And that'll do it. Yeah. Let me say this right now. My wife comes to me, Jay, and she goes, I'm training yeah. with some very good-looking guy yeah. for a half marathon. And he's probably running ahead of her. He's got the little shorts on and stuff, right? Tried shorts. That's a no. All right? That's yeah. a hard pass on that one. That ain't happening. You okay. understand? Okay, big guy. No. That I'm... All right. and I'm, I just... I'm going out there in a golf cart. But, Jay, if somebody is going out of their way to watch this after the scandal breaks, namely me, does that make that person yes. a loser? Yes. Okay, he answered it right. Well, hang on, wait. You know what? Hold on a second. Keith Jones is calling you a loser, but he's analyzing the show yeah. before the scandal it even was great. So I don't I, know if Keith I Jones like like to tell show you before. that you're a loser, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. Jay. Enjoy the ship. We'll talk to you soon. And he that's just the, fell overboard. Oh, he's I don't in know Venezuela. So, oh, he's in Venezuela. Yeah, he uh, off plank. the coast. Seriously, Jones, I think it's so cool. That you were watching their body language yes, I and knew something. Son- yeah. So, yeah. all right, so let's just say two, two, two people are married and they're at a party and they bump into somebody that they're cheating with. Yeah. Would you be able to tell? Yes. Wow. 100%. Is he good? At- Rhea. What else
4: is he doing? I noticed a ke- <laughs> uh, chemistry with you and Breitmeyer all morning. <laughs> <know that> I'm-, <laughs> I'm starting to wonder what's going on here. But... <laughs> Why is Breitmeyer not smiling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's also oh worrying God. me that he's no longer sitting next <laughs> he's to me. He he's moved, moved away, further from away. Me. I
1: swear to God, I did nothing yes. here. I don't know what that's about. I'm onto something. <laughs> All right, let me go to my brother, Big Rube. Hi, Big Rube. Hi, Big Rube, can you tell when two people are having an fear? Please believe it. All right, how? Because you've probably done this yourself. Like these Please people, t- they were on TV and they were doing it, and then it came out. Right, like. How do you tell? What's the tell? Well, one thing, like Jonesy
9: said, the body language and then, like, especially on those type shows, they got, like, writing uh, material and then when they passing over to each other and then you feel a hand-to-hand, it, it can easily, papers can easily be trans uh, transferred without a hand touching, but, you know, one of them things, you know. Hey, it's the familiarity. Like, you you talked about this a few weeks ago with uh, Giselle and the trainer. And now yeah. she's with the trainer. You know what I mean? All One right. of the things.
1: Rube, are you normally very handsy with the your paramours? No, I'm not. Actually, it's like, and,
9: and I get that all the time. People look at my, my photos, my subject, and like, man, I bet you I'm like, I'm in my art mode. I don't even... You know what I mean? That's just a, a figure in front of me that I'm, you know, my canvas, basically, and I'm creating art
1: with. All right, you're the coolest person I know, Rube, okay? Do you think Jalen Hurts is cool? Yeah, he is. I always,
0: uh,
9: i um, I be texting Big Dom every time they're together, and I hit him up. He was like, do you approve? He be asking me, to, do I approve his look and everything? I say, yeah,
1: tell a young fella he all right. All right, you're already in communication with Jalen Hurts. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. All right, uh, Big Rube, where can we get your chicken? Well, you know, uh, as much as to the
9: chagrin that you don't like the World Cup, and, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sliding over a little bit. It, it's getting enjoying. But, you know, they play 10 a.m., so I'm going to be doing my chicken and French toast tomorrow. I'm opening up early Ooh. at Pitchers Pub. And, you know what I mean, i going to enjoy my chicken on a breakfast tip.
1: <laughs> the uh the menu will be more exciting than the game, Big Rube.
9: How? yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Look, I, I want to give this guy a
9: shout-out named Hastings. He came all the way from Texas. He's a Philly native. Been down in Dallas for the last 32 years. And he listens to us on Odyssey. And he came and got a grub yesterday at Pitcher's Club Chef Big Rube's Kitchen. And um, I want to thank him and thank y'all. You know what I mean? It's uh, our odyssey goes what, way way further than we think.
1: How? How? All right, now you got to go rapid fire. You God. guys ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm looking for a winner of the week better than Jalen Hurts and a weasel of the week better than I just Doc Doc, uh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Mac, Matt's up next. Matt, who you got? Uh, first of all, real quick, Jason from the Dirty thirties on a roll lately. Isn't oh. He is. He is. He's in his prime mm. right now, Matt. This <laughs> is his best work. Might be eligible. And I am going to talk to the people that run this show, and I'm going to make sure he is still a regular contributor. Right, Rhea? You You're go. not running
2: the show after
1: you retire. No, I'm just I, I, one guy, one thing. It's I, over, buddy. I, oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Matt, give me a winner of Weezer. So the
5: only one that I think can beat Doc Rivers is – the you only know, thing that's worse than what Doc Rivers said is players faking injury because they oh. can't keep up oh. with the other team. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So the, the Packers.
1: The weasel the week. You got it, Matt. You got it, Matt. You oh, won Weasel. You it, man. Ross Tucker it. called yeah, it thanks. garbage. It was. Yeah. You know, how many times? Half half a dozen? Yep. On
2: one play, two players did it at the same time. They were walking away in the line, and they dropped like they were shot.
1: All right, we need a winner right now. Let me go to Debbie. Debbie, who's your winner? Uh, Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott for the the long field goal that iced the victory. Rhea. Good one. That's not my winner. Not going to do it. Let me try next. Richie. Hi, Rich. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Flyers, but I'll give you my No, I only got winner. All right. Give me uh,
8: Sadurkin. You got his uh, 1,000 career goal.
6: Jonesy.
1: No. (laughs) Jonesy said no. Jim's up from Clementine. Jim, who you got? I got to go with the Eagles' offensive line. Offensive line, Rhea. Oh, that's good. It's not the one I had. I need. I got a pair of Tom's. Tom, what do you got?
8: The only one I think that can win is the kid that reminded me of Dalen Hurts. Is that Tyler Adams? From the, how he handled himself at that press conference was with that horrible question from the Iran press. Oh
2: no, he not that one. not, He's
8: not going,
1: going to do it.
2: One
8: more
1: try, Tommy. What do you got? Sanders, running back for the Eagles, winner of the week. Miles Sanders would have been
2: great. My guy, we're going to give it to the guy who called up uh, with the one uh, I can't remember what it was, but my backup uh, was Reed Blankenship, came in and replaced. Had a a, nobody
1: said anything. He had an
2: interception. It had one bad, you know, penalty, but I thought you know coming in hot like cold like that, I thought was very good.
1: All right, uh, uh, Ria, what did they win?
2: Fifty dollar Visa gift card, fifty dollar gift card to McGurk's Pub and Grill, Eagles T-shirt, and winner knit hat prize pack, and a four pack of tickets. To Tinseltown holiday spectacular at the fairgrounds at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks.
1: I'm almost out of time, but will of God is there. Hi, Will. Yo, what's up, Angelo? Well, I got literally 30 seconds. Make it amazing. Okay, well, people, and, and, and shout out to your family. And Josie, you do great things, announcing. But people,
8: if you want to do something like stand up and support the Eagles, we don't fear nothing. You understand? We from Philly, so do what you got to do being a 11th man, and stop on the devil's head. Anybody come to Philly, we gonna tear them up.
1: He's, that is beautiful. Well, you've never been stronger or more coherent. I really appreciate that. <laughs>
7: It's time to deliver! All right, all right. Line of the Day is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Now, Angela, I swear, I'm not trying to pick on you, but uh, Jason's been really strong with his calls, and he got Line of the Day. What kind of shoes do you wear? 13 quadruple e.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get you the biggest pair of flip-flops that I can buy because you've been flip-flopping all year. Who's writing his material now? I, he's really been he's, amazing. I don't understand. Lately, I think, Lately, it's, I think it's Rocco. <laughs>
7: Probably not. Tonight, tonight, I will be be at Maggie's Waterfront Cafe for a Bud Light Eagles pep rally, Swoop Eagles cheerleaders pep band, and me, Kenny Gainwell. And you can also win two tickets to Sunday's game. I'll be there tonight at 6 p.m. And brought to you by Armand Chevrolet. Over 85 vehicles available during Armand Chevrolet's Red Tag Year End Event. Visit ArmandChevy.com, find your roads to Armand Chevrolet, closer than you think. Who will win Sunday's game at Lincoln Financial Field, 81% Eagles.
1: All right, 19% are understanding what I'm selling. Our (laughs) assistant today, Ava Graham, engineer here at Borgata, Dave Breitmeyer, engineering assistant, K.J. LeGrand, and our producer back at the station, Joseph A. Rector, Jr. Everybody, please have a happy and safe weekend.